0: Hey guys, welcome back another week, another Moss Podcast. Let me get us a boom right there, Moss Podcast, Men of South Shelby. We're going to make it blatantly known to you who we are. That's right. Uh, We are getting closer and closer and closer. We are second to last week before we're done with this Bible study. And we move into the Ephesians Bible study. Um, I'm Andy Branham. I'm, I'm so happy to be back and uh, recording and being back in this seat. It's a different seat. It's a different location. So it's um, it's definitely going to be different for your viewing eyes. We're just trying to make ourselves look prettier with light. but across the table from me is the man that we're trying to make look prettier is luke troll how you doing
1: i'm pretty good hey look if that's your ultimate goal then we should just go ahead and quit now we can
0: can call glamour shots
1: well i just have you ever seen any of those that actually looked good there's a few i'm gonna stop now because i'm not sure if my wife did that or not so i can (laughs) say that since she's not in the
0: room no it's um it's definitely uh, fun. You know, we, we we were joking around just a minute ago. We were talking about how we're the nomadic ministry. So Yes, we, that should be the NOS. The NOS, Nomadic Men of South Chevy, nos. NMOS. N-mos. Um, but uh, we're really excited. We're really, um, really jacked up about, you know, finishing this Bible study and getting into the Ephesians Bible study. You know, one of the things with the Ephesians Bible study is You know, we're really going to take into into account the history, the background, kind of the culture, what was around it and what was surrounding Paul at the time of, you know, and why he was writing the letter. So it's really going to go in depth. It's going to be a a pretty long study. Um, But also, once again, we are going to do, you know, starting I don't even have my phone, but starting on September 12th at 430 or at four, we're going to do we're going to start at four a Zoom Bible study for about an hour. We'll shut it off at five, and then at five thirty we'll have an in-person Bible study. Uh, we're gonna kind of hang out. We'll have some, a little bit of food. We'll, we'll we're gonna you know somebody we're gonna we're gonna try to bring snacks, and then that's you why know, I'm
1: coming is the snacks. That's
0: what you can tell, can't you? Um, so we're going to you know have a little snacks, have a little fellowship, and then we'll dive into the Bible study, and you know we'll be done by eight o'clock. But it's definitely gonna be an awesome time. I'm really excited about it. I think there is. You know, an opportunity for many men. If you if you're if you don't know where to dive into the Bible, um, and it can be confusing, it can be hard to get into. You know, when you get outside of the four Gospels, it, these are the type of Bible studies you want to get into because you can see it from different perspectives. How we all take, you know, how we read through Ephesians and all that. Um, but real quick, one other note. Um, just just to set your calendars there's nothing you can do yet nothing you can do yet but may 14th of 2022 barring that we are here on this earth is going to be the 2022 annual um big moss event the wild game dinner um So we're really excited about that. Um, I'm going to wait. I'm going to leave you in suspense. We're not going to announce the speaker until probably, you know, a couple months. Uh, We're going to let that dog lie for a little bit. For
1: 20 bucks, I'll tell you.
0: No, I mean. 20 bucks. I've told Luke a a different speaker, so he'd tell you a lot. (laughs) um, But this week, uh, we are on week seven of our Bible study, which is engaging with our surroundings. Um, you know, one of the things that, you know, I kind of took this as a different approach. One of the things that, you know, I think we as believers, you know, us as Christians and especially godly men, what we don't do is we don't understand or see or try to even look for God in scenarios throughout our everyday work life. Uh, We're just so busy, Um, whether if you're in construction or something like that, or, you know, whatever your job is. We don't look for God showing us opportunities, people, situations, circumstances to glorify his kingdom, but also to do exactly what we're supposed to do, be a disciple and make disciples. Um, And I think that's that's a problem. We just kind of stick our head, our our phone to our head and have important conversations, and we don't realize what's around us because there's many people that step in front of us every day that we can have the opportunity to not only minister to, but actually lend a prayer to that could be very helpful.
1: Well, you know, the Bible tells us that, uh, you know, we're to seek, knock, you know, that whole thing. It doesn't say that we're going to be served like God's a waiter. Um, We have to go out and find the face of God in things. We have to go out and find the face of God in things that are sometimes awful. Um, You take just what's happened in Afghanistan this week. Um, some might think that it would be very difficult to find the face of god in anything that happened there in the last 20 years but the speaker that we had last wednesday night really brought that to life oh yeah you know if we hadn't have been there if our american troops our coalition forces our fellow believers and brothers and sisters in christ had not been there in that situation how many untold number of people were witness to and came to know the lord we heard stories of churches that were being held in secret uh, people that were baptized under the cover of darkness in back rooms because in that part of the world if you're found to be a christian and especially if you're a converted muslim to christian faith that's a death sentence in that part of the world so Mm -hmm. there's the face of god in that so you have to you sometimes you really have to peel back the layers Of the onion to find out what's really worth crying about
0: yeah you're exactly right you know and I think you know we we sometimes we don't serve or or go through our day intentionally and that's one of the things that you know I've been working on over the past few weeks is being very very intentional with how I start my day how I go through especially my morning routine Um, because if you're like me if anybody's like me you get you get scatterbrained you get you know on one topic and then you can get drawn real fast away and it's just the busyness of life with you know you know i've got three kids so it could be crazy with that i've got a wife it could be crazy with that i've got two dogs it, you know one could poop on the floor you know that it's examples of that but also part of my example is you know you know i get up really really early probably earlier than most sane people would want to get up i get up really early and when i go to the gym on the way to the gym i am praising god i'm throwing worship music on if i don't have worship music on i, I definitely I, I do have a a half the trips of prayer um you know the other half of the trip i listen to some over the night radio show you know a couple whack jobs just doing their thing but you know I always get into the gym, and between you know workout sets, this is open. My I'm doing a Bible study, or or I'm reading what I believe God wants me to read. TV's on, volume's not running. And then there's a point here, guys. I know I'm just I know I'm just feeding you more morning routine, but then when I'm getting ready, it's more prayer. It's more intentionality on me and God connecting for that day, and me begging. Asking God to show me people, show me situations, show me things that can glorify the kingdom through me, through me by him, you know, Andy in Christ. Um, You know, and once that's over, you know, I usually I usually go downstairs and I sit there. There's another TV that's on a business channel. I really don't watch it. I eat my oatmeal and I'm either back in a Bible study or I'm just sitting there thinking about what I've read and what I've talked about or me and God's talked about. But here's where, I, here's where I get off. See, if I don't get up early, if I'm not intentional with that decision, if I'm not sacrificing just a touch of sleep to get up early, I get up and I'm out the door at 6 o'clock in the morning. At 6 o'clock in the morning, my phone starts. Phone calls, problems. Hey, I don't have this today. I don't have this. Hey, we're not going to be able to make it. Truck broke down all these different problems start taking me away from God and start taking my mindset away from God. But knowing that I got up, knowing that I can get up and physically, emotionally, and spiritually set my mind, body, and spiritual life right for that day, intentional-like, it's, it changes the day. It changes the attitude I walk into the day with. It changes my attitude during situations during the day. And it changes my attitude when I walk out of that day Knowing that I've had God with me and God through me all day. And it's and it's an amazing feeling. You may not notice a change, you may not notice a difference, but I promise you, everyone, everybody around you will notice what what's exuding from you. It's it's undeniable. Man, something's different about him today. And then one day they're gonna go, hey man, what if what are you doing different? Hey man, I've been hitting the gym, hitting the gym, hitting my knees with prayer. You know, asking God to utilize me and all this thing, and then it'll they'll, they'll click. Go, Man, God's working, and that's that's the point. You know, we can't be afraid to serve God with intention. We can't be afraid to sacrifice a little bit of comfort for a little bit of Jesus, because there's a lot of people in this world, and just like Luke said. There's a lot of people in this world outside of the United States right now in a foreign country that is in turmoil, like Afghanistan, that are serving God with absolute misery around them, and they are serving Him with everything that He is about, and there's there, there's 100% non-wavering commitment to God. They are martyr, being martyred, and we're sitting over here going, man, golly, i got to get up 30 minutes early and pray. You want to talk about sad? That's got to be the saddest statement I've ever heard.
1: Well, intentionality is one of the things that is easy to take for granted when you don't have pressure. When you when you don't have outside things that are threatening your spiritual walk. And you may think that you're walking intentionally until you step back and do an inventory of the things that you're actually putting into it versus yeah. what you're getting out. These people that we're talking about, that you know, the China, North Korea, Afghanistan, uh, any of the sandbox countries over there where you know the Muslim faith is, is practiced and is part of their fundamentals, um, they have to be intentional with their worship. They have to be intentional where they worship, they have to be intentional on the mindset of their worship because they can't just like, you know, we, how are you doing today? Like we talk about Brad. All the time, you know. How you doing today, Brad? And what does he say? Blessed and highly favored. You do that over there, that's your life. Oh, yeah. You know, so they're very intentional with that. Pray without ceasing. Praying on the inside. Constantly talking to God. Um, they're very intentional about who they worship around. Where they're going to worship next. Yeah. Um, and they're also very intentional with... Being at ease with if I get caught doing this and should I lose my life, I'm okay with that. Yep. Now, you want to talk about focus in your intention? Focus on that for a minute. Just imagine where we're sitting right now. If we had to worry about the next time somebody came through that door, it was somebody to kill me and you, mm-hmm. kill my kids, yeah, kill my wife, go to your house, kill your wife and kids. But not until they've been beaten and tortured to find out who else we've talked to so they can do the same.
0: You know, and and, and you're exactly right. One of the things, uh, if you've never done, I mean, just those listening, those watching, if you've never gone through one of the secret churches by David Platt, you should definitely try it. If you want to see what some people in, in third world countries that do not believe Christian the Christian community and Christian culture should thrive or even be around. They just want to squash it like a bug. Go, go, go! Be a part of that and see, you know, see what they go through. Um, you know, First Corinthians nine nineteen through twenty three. I, I like this, but it says, "For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. To the Jews, I became I became as a Jew in order to win the Jews." To those under the law became as one under the law, that I might win those under the law. Verse 21, to those outside the law became as one outside the law, but it also has a side note, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, that I might win win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. I do it for, I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I might share with them in its blessings. This is, this is, I mean, this scripture right here is telling us we don't, we should, and we do not need to ignore the opportunities to share the gospel with those we come into contact with. This is a key role that we play and have as a disciple. It is, a, it is a necessity as us to be a disciple. Disciple means follower be a disciple make disciples you can't follow if you're not doing exactly what this piece of scripture's saying you cannot make unless you're doing exactly what this scripture's saying and too many times you know we say it way too many times we walk out of this church or we walk out of whatever church you're you're attending and you just leave it all behind all right see you next sunday god it's good seeing you you know well we limit
1: our church to one or two days a week amen Um, And that's not what it is. This building is not the church. This building is just where we gather to strengthen one another and to study the Lord's word. Um, Church is right now. Church is tomorrow morning when you're ordering your biscuit at Jack's. Um, Everything that you just read can loop right back around to the direct ministry of Christ. Christ met people where they were. And that's what I believe Paul was trying to tell you is you meet people where they are.
0: And, you know, I'll give you – look, I'm going to give props right here where props is due. I, I'll give – Luke is one man. I, look, the other, we went last Friday night. We, we recorded the podcast, and we went and ate, and, man, we tore it up at the catfish house. We tore it up at the hickory chip. I was hurting when I left. And we stood up, and I felt it all settle in. I was like, man, that's going to be a long ride home. And Luke, man, he goes off to witness into somebody. And, you know, look, I tell you what, Flesh got a hold of me. Flesh wanted me to grab Luke by the back of the collar and be like, come on, man, we got to go. But you see the intentionality. Luke never lost it, and that's what I like. That's the reason you got to hang around with people that, you know, will challenge you to do something in public. You know, know, too many times we're afraid to – you know, pray in the middle of a uh, a public a restaurant because we're afraid of what look we are get. And I thought it was cool, you know, today at lunch, um, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm with my boss and I'm not going to say names and I'm with, you know, another co-worker and man, we, we about to dive in. We know it's about to be definite crazy. It's game gonna, on. It's going to be game on. There's going to be some food comas happening, maybe a nap, who mm-hmm. knows, but we sit we're sitting there and, and the appetizer comes and, and my boss you know usually you can expect him to pray and you know i always let him handle that situation you let him do it and he looked at me and he said hey andy give us a prayer and man we i tore it up i made it loud enough so people next table could hear me and that's the thing you know was i doing it for for the looks no i was doing it because i wanted to glorify my god and thank right. him for the meal that he we were able to get right there and thank him for the job that i had too um you know I, yeah, I just think we, we lose track of the freedom we have to share the gospel. And we get too comfortable with, oh, somebody else has got it. It's not my job. I'm not good at that. that I'm, not, I'm not good at that. I tell you what, you know what? You may not know any of the Bible, but the best thing that you can do is share that testimony, how Jesus has changed your life, and I, I bet you, I bet you, you'll, you'll, you'll rock somebody's core.
1: Oh yeah. And you know, again, it, it circles back around to the words of Christ. You know, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before the father and denial is more than just somebody saying, Hey, are you a Christian? And you go, no, it's not a, it's it, not just a river in Egypt. No, it's really not. I mean, it's, it's, if you know that you're supposed to give thanks and pray and you don't, you mm-hmm. just denied Christ. Yeah. If, if you see the sliver of light open in a door for you to witness and you don't kick the door in and witness, you've just denied Christ. Yeah. And, at, again, as we've talked about what it says in Revelations, if you've just stepped off into the realm of a lukewarm Christian,
0: what are you yeah, going to be? You're going to be vomit. Extremely dangerous.
1: I mean, and and that just, for me, it's taken, it's taken a long time for me to reach that level. And I don't say this half-heartedly of comfort to where I'm okay doing that. Yeah. Um, it's never comfortable because you never know who's on the other side of your witness. Yeah. But you have to do it. You have to be intentional with that. It's a gift that I know that the Lord has given me, uh, and a spirit of boldness. And you know, I like to talk, and I think that's kind of obvious in here from time to time, and in our Monday night classes. Mm-hmm. But when you quench that spirit, and you and you tell God. Nope, I'm not going to witness to that person. You're essentially saying, "I understand that's one of your children, but they're not worth it. They're not worth my intention on telling them about you, even if they already know you." You, we lift one another up.
0: Well, you know, and and that's you know, in today's time, you know, the the next verse is is a is a goodie. If you don't, you know, if you know the Bible, you you, you know it. You know Matthew five thirteen through sixteen, and it says this right here. It says, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see Your good works and give glory to the Father who is in heaven. Now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna touch on a subject here. Bring it. We're gonna touch on a subject. I think, especially where we live, is and 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 in a world where you know Facebook and Instagram and all this stuff, where you know quick opinions, quick clicks, quick likes, all this stuff can be you know dished out, doled out in about a thirty second period. If you spend more than thirty seconds, you've written a novel. I mean, if you're that good at typing, I've seen some typing on some phones. It's impressive. Yes. But this is um, the Bible study says this, and I, I like this. It says, engaging our surroundings as a disciple of Christ means that we look for ways to serve others regardless of race, political, or sexual preference. Look at the bigger picture. God placed them in our path for us to send god's word through through us to them and you know what it's on them at that point that's right we can't walk through life sending people to hell that's too many times we think that we send people to hell we got to stop this going well they gonna burn they gonna burn that one right there she gonna burn i tell you what you got a bigger problem when you're when you're throwing judgment out and you're, you're you're screaming about you know slivers in somebody's eye and you you got planks up in yours you know you know if you want to throw out if you want to throw out you know that someone's going to hell for some sin that they're doing and you're going behind you're going behind closed doors and you're watching porn or you're you're a drunkard or you're even worse you're something else what's the difference between you and that person there's no difference
1: well if you want to get right down to it And I'm glad you brought that verse up. That is one of the, in my opinion, one of the most misquoted, taken out of context, verses and passages of Scripture in the Bible. Judge not lest you be judged. Oh, you're being judgmental. Oh, you know. The Bible tells us very clearly in that passage, first, remove the plank from your own eye. Mm -hmm. So then you can see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Yep. So... If I'm talking to a murderer and I've never committed murder, I don't have that particular plank in my eye. But if I'm looking at that murderer not knowing the condition of his heart with the Lord and I'm passing judgment that he's going to burn in hell, I have just taken the Lord's job. I have stepped in and said, no, Lord, I got this. I'm going to pass judgment on this one of yours for you. As much as people don't like it, so let's, let's just think of some of the most vile, evil men we can think of from history. Um, Adolf Hitler, Saddam Hussein, mm-hmm. um, Attila the Hun, um, Vlad the Impaler. All these guys, you know, countless bodies under their belt. As much as me and my flesh would like to think you're roasting toasty, if that person cried out to the name of the Lord Jesus, they're going to be in glory with us.
0: We well, you know, and, and I, I don't even want to go that far. I want to go, you know, kind of in today's realm, we're quick, you know, I'll tell you what, I, I've seen a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people that won't affiliate with a party. Hey, I'm a Democrat. I'm not going to affiliate with a Republican because they're a bunch of dumb rednecks. I'm a Republican. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do anything with a Democrat because, hey, they're a bunch of liberals that just want to go into communism. If we allow a political view to ruin our brother and sister in Christ relationship, it's a problem, too. You know, I tell you what, when it comes down to it, when, you know, yeah, we all have our opinions, but if we sit next to a Biden voter in church and worship God just the way we possibly can and we go down to the altar and pray together, we better be praying together. Still we better brothers be praying we better be praying for each other and with each other. And you know, I hope I, and you know what's happened somewhere, I hope that it's not that it's not deteriorating church Christian relationships. Because of political views or the way an election went or something like that. Because that's, man, that's worldly things. That is, that is, that is worldly things. We are, we are, we are getting fussy over, over fleshly things, spending bills. You know, these are things that we're not taking with us at all. When, when you dabble off into a world of spiritual
1: tunnel vision, that tends to lead into spiritual laser vision. And that's where we start doing what we're talking about, picking people off, pew pew yeah, pew, picking yeah. people off. And that's that's not for us to do. Mm-hmm. It's it's absolutely not for us to do. The world tells us that we should be divided on political party lines, on ethnic lines, on the race racial lines. Have the you, world tells us we're supposed to be divided
0: by all you. That. You can watch these. You can watch these people that go around and do these interviews and and it it always i laugh at the videos because you know you see these people walking around with a phone and they'll go ask some of these tough questions Mm. and you know (laughs) let's go into this let's let's do this so we we bash you know we 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 polarize and we 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 glorify these things you know these these parties of just you know these just social justice movements and these parties like that not you know we we glorify and honor them but we bash a man we bash a man that we don't that I have heard and and look Tebow may not Tim Tebow may not be a very good football player anymore he may not be a good tight end he may not have been a good baseball player I mean he was a pretty good quarterback in college he won a Heisman didn't he mm-hmm. and he won a national championship he or two did indeed what gives us the right to bash that man's character because he is trying to be successful in something and did, you know, and I'll tell you what, I'll give him credit because man, he gets cut and he is right back doing exactly what he does with the SEC network. His, his goal, he could care less about that football. He could care less about baseball. He could care less about the SEC network. His goal is spreading the gospel of Christ throughout the world, serving those that are less fortunate. But people, we, we, you know, people bash him and he's done nothing wrong. But we glorify people that commit crimes and commit, you know, that are bad people all day long. You know, and we don't try to pray for these people that are doing bad. We just bash a good person.
1: Well, I believe it was in the book of Isaiah that it said, you know, in the end times, that good would become bad, and bad would become good.
0: You ain't talking about Isaiah fifty-eight ten, yeah. And
1: and that's where we're at. I so mean,
0: I mean, yeah, in Isaiah fifty-eight ten, like you said, if you pour yourself out for the uh, out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then you you then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom be as no, the noonday.
1: It's it's the darkness of the world that we live in. Um, all this stuff was told. Thousands of years ago um, by people who didn't know anything about social media or TV or high speed Internet or, you know, any of the other things that we have now. All they had back then was the Torah and they had the prophets. And look how far it's prospered over time. Yeah, The stuff that we're doing now with social media and things like that, it's forgotten tomorrow. Uh, when here, here's an interesting way to look at it. When you let's just say you go to the phone store today, AT&T, whoever your provider is, and you get the new hotness today, latest and greatest, fresh off the assembly line, ain't nobody around got one newer. It's already obsolete because somebody somewhere is making one better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This book has never become obsolete,
0: and still is a bestseller almost every year. I
1: mean. You know, here in the U.S., you can't go to a hotel without finding one in the bedside table.
0: Man, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I look, I find Bibles every day, mm-hmm. like just looking like through some of the books that we get. And, when we, you know, and I look at, I mean, I'm like, man, I could use, I could use that Bible. And it's funny we do that. We, we you know, it's the same words, but we're intrigued by different copies of it. Different and
1: translations. Different a Different translation. man's thoughts of
0: it. Well, and, you know, one thing, you know, I I just, you know, I don't, you know, I watch a bunch of, you know, a bunch of history shows just kind of, you know, searching, you know, right now media has a bunch of stuff that I like to watch history-wise. And, you know, learning about, you know, these areas, you know, you can dive deeper into these books and dive into what, you know, the Church of Philippi was and, you know, these churches are and these letters and kind of what the...
1: When you start getting into the what, where, when, where, and how and whys of these books and these people, it will, it will deepen your knowledge of the Scripture. It will deepen your appreciation and understanding of the Scripture. Um, the one that you told me about, The Last Apostle, um, I watched that, and it it was one of those aha moments for me because I had no idea how much of Paul's ministry took place in Turkey.
0: Yeah. And I had
1: I had no idea how much of the actual footsteps of Paul was buried under knee-high weeds because there's just so much over there to go through. They don't have a place to house it. Oh, yeah. And we take that for granted because we're 5,000 miles away from it. But we have something even more precious than that in the written word. And even beyond that, we get to increase our intentionality with it and our ability to engage our surroundings with the word, because we get to do it so freely. Mm -hmm. But yet it's one of the things that we just really, again, we limit church. We limit God to Sunday and Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the greatest things I love about our church body here is I'm here doing something, learning about the Lord three to four nights a week. I love it.
0: Oh, yeah. I love it. You know, and that's that's something that men, you know, on what you know, we're we're a men's ministry. We're talking men. You know, that's something that men, for some reason, we just don't want to do. And it doesn't have to be at this church. You can be a part of Bible studies. You know, if your schedule allows for it and you can go and be with fellow believers where two or more gathered. I will be there. That's right. And go and hands. be with other believers, other men, and and start a men's Bible study. You know, some of the best movements were started in the living room with two guys and grew to ten guys and it grew to thirty guys. And, he, and women have the same thing. You know, take opportunities to go see. Go 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 see other. You know, hey, if you hear about a wild game dinner three towns over, go. You may not know a soul there. Buy a ticket and go. Take a couple guys. We're going to a men's event on Sunday. I know a couple guys at the church that we're going to. And
1: I'm so, going to know the guys that I'm going with.
0: It, it's a massive church, but the thought process in this is to get us outside of these walls and just hang out. The problem is, is we put it way too we 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 put way too many formalities into. All right, we got to sit down. Let's go over our prayer list. Let's go into our Bible study. And we don't do anything else. And you got to break the mold. You know, we do not do anything the same right now that they did in 1776 when it comes to coming into church. Sunday school probably wasn't there. Connect groups weren't there. Men's ministries weren't there. No. Um, all these little things are adaptations and in in evolvings of you know you got to continue to evolve because culture evolves one thing that can evolve is this the word. this has to stay the same and has to stay the same all the time because when we start adding uh, evolutions into it it becomes a problem then it becomes a real big problem um you know i like the last the last um I like the last uh, piece of scripture that we have here, and it's in Philippians, and it's chapter 2, verses 14 through 16, and it says, Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God, without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Too many times we want to gripe, we want to complain, we want to talk about how something's not right, how you do it different. There's 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 a lot of that. Everybody thinks that they can be the next great. Everybody thinks that they can do it better than the leadership and the pastor. That's right. But That's I tell right. you what, they don't want to get up on stage. They That's don't right. see the inner workings of what a pastor goes through through the week. I mean, the studying, the amount of studying that, that just doesn't come from here. That comes from other books. That comes from, you know, going deep into prayer and allowing God to work through you to get it on. You know, you can tell when a pastor has God breathed sermons and you can tell when there's not. That's right. You can tell when a pastor's got fire. You can tell when a pastor does not. You can tell all these different things. It It's amazing. You know, you can tell when a pastor's gone onto a a, a sermon-searching website and found himself a place to fill in the blanks, or you can find someone that has actually taken it and, and just rock and rolled it. And it is absolutely, it is absolutely disheartening when the lack of effort's there. And that's what I'm getting. That's the point I'm getting, the lack of effort. And when we grumble, when we're in a bad mood, when we are, you know, disputing with each other, when we're, you know, throwing out, you know, criticisms over, you know, a ministry that we're not even involved in and stuff like that. That right there, that's not God. We're not being what we need to be for God. We're not in tune with God. We are being we're being we're letting the enemy drive our thoughts and drive what we thinks right. You know, that's part of the reason why the intentionality of how we start our day and how we get get god into our day first means a lot cuz you approach the day differently you don't approach it with a grumbling attitude you approach it with a hopeful attitude and a hopeful a hopefulness that will you know that god's right around the corner waiting to show you someone that you need to speak to or god's right around the corner waiting to be glorified in in an event um in a in in, in a in a situation through the day And, you know, and I think when we don't start off with God and we don't put God in our day and we use and we come in with a bad attitude, grumbling, criticism, and all that, we miss God. We miss what God's trying to show us.
1: Well, no matter how much intelligence that we ever gain in the Word, we will never be able to escape God's brilliance in composing it. Yeah. Um, it, it, it can be very, very difficult to wrap your mind around some of the things that God's trying to speak into your heart. But the only way that you can ever do that is to take yourself out of the equation and just say, okay, God, you told me to do it. You're going to make the way. Mm. Um, the, the old adage of, you know, the, the desert was created one grain of sand at a time. It may not seem true, but God formed each one of those grains of sand. Now, he may have done it like that, but each one of them has its purpose. Just like all of the, what, there's, what, 8 billion people on the earth now? Close yeah, to it. I haven't counted them recently. Each one of those people, regardless of their faith, yeah. regardless of their color, gender, um, sexual orientation,
0: Yeah.
1: political background, demographics, any of that, God created each one of those people. He created you and I with more intent and more focus than he's ever created anything else. Yeah. The day that you were created, God put everything into it. Yeah. The day that I was created, God put everything into it. Now let that sink in. Yeah. More intention than when he made the earth more intention than when he made the angels mm-hmm. more intention than when he made, when he made heaven, he put more intention and focus in us than anything else because he gave us purpose. Yep. He gave us purpose for our lives. He gave us purpose for the lives of those around us. But more importantly, he gave us purpose for him. Yeah. The question that you have to answer for yourself is, are you engaging that purpose? if you're not, and I hate to be this way, but you're wasting your life.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, I don't care how high you climb the ladder of this walk of life. If it is not purpose-filled in the purpose of God, furthering the gospel, prospering the gospel, it's nothing because it's not going with you. The only crowns that we're taking with us are the ones that we're going to cast back at the Father's feet. Mm. And the only reason that we're going to get those is because Jesus is going to give them to us. Yeah. So, again, it circles back around to starting at the day he saved us. That's all he ever had to do. Anything beyond that is like a Christmas bonus. Mm -hmm. So he owes us nothing else, and we owe him everything else. From that moment on. You owe Jesus Christ everything you have, your absolute best. And that's why the Bible tells us that he wants our first fruits. Yeah. It's the least you can offer because the Bible tells us our best deeds are of filthy rags. They're the same thing as filthy rags. So if you're not giving your best to God, who are you giving it to? Yeah, You're giving it to something because it's not just sitting on a shelf somewhere. It's going somewhere. Amen. and that that circles back around to what we've been talking about intention focus and you can't have that without purpose
0: yep amen um well not yeah i mean we're i loved this week this week right here i love the next week or or our final week it's you know we're going into the final chapter and it's good you know it's it's a tough one to do too it kind of challenges us um as well um so as we close out, one of the things that you know we're going to start doing coming up soon is when we get into the next Bible study, um, we're going to have a little opportunity. We're going to start the first fifteen minutes of each podcast. We'll talk a little football um, since we're going into football season. You're looking at two Auburn fans, uh, but we'll talk some Alabama. We'll talk some SEC. But
1: yeah, you yeah. got to speak of the enemy. You know, I mean, you
0: know. We'll, uh, we'll we'll break a little bit of the of the uh, of the. Uh, We'll break a little of the, of the walls, and we'll just kind of, you know, discuss this a little bit, kind of opinions. I don't watch many games, but I mean, I keep up with scores and stuff, and I kind of keep up with uh, radio. But you know, it's, um, you know, we're definitely going to mold into, you know, you know, once we get, you know, we're into Bible studies and stuff, we'll, we'll mold into some different topics. Where we can discuss something that's on our hearts And stuff like that But right now, you know What's what's important right now is the Bible studies um, Being a part of the Bible studies Getting you involved in the Bible studies And being, you know, intentional On what we're studying Because we want to put scripture and the word In front of you as much as possible right now um, So But no, guys uh, We definitely appreciate y'all continuing to watch And listen um, We are We uh, we are, you know, excited about the next Bible study. We're excited about, um, you know, to see how many guys are going to, you know, show up in person. We're excited about seeing how many guys are going to show up on the Zoom call. Um, you know, and we're going to see, you know, kind of where it goes from there. You know, it's, there's many opportunities. There's there's some awesome blessings that have happened to me this week. This week has been, you know, a whirlwind. Um, I feel like, you know, it should be Tuesday when it's Friday now. Um, but... It's unbelievable, uh, exciting times right now. Um, but no, we are uh, definitely um, grateful and blessed to have y'all listen and watch every week. Um, so, guys, we're gonna we're gonna leave y'all here. Um, if 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 you if you're new to it, if you're just now getting you know on here and you're seeing us, if you're seeing us on YouTube, hit the subscribe, hit the bell button. Let us let us you know, when we post something, it'll notify you. Um, and then also, uh, go find our podcast, Apple podcast, uh, Google cast, Spotify, anchor. Um, you can find us on any of those platforms. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're super excited about continuing to put out these podcasts and continuing to, um, you know, kind of, kind of learn you know what, we're doing here. We're getting better and better at it. We're sorry to keep moving, different lighting, just trying to look prettier for y'all. Um, it, if it didn't work, you got to put a comment down. You got to say you watched it. You got to go to YouTube, I guess. It hurts me. It You're trying t-
1: to get them to single me out, aren't
0: you? Well, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, I, we swapped sides too, so I didn't know if we'd throw them off that way too. I had
1: nothing to do with that.
0: Yeah, I just sat down. Um, but no, guys, we, we definitely appreciate y'all continuing to uh, come out. And listen, and we are going to see y'all next week. And I hope y'all have a blessed week. I hope y'all have a great week. I hope y'all have a safe week. And intentionally put God into your week. That's the point. That's the point. And y'all have a great day, and God bless.